listening to Fresh Take. You are listening to the Fresh Take Network. Fresh take the rundown. Joshua Adam Lamar with the town 60 Dangerous Devonair. It's Devin Seal. Oh, you're not gonna like throw me under the bus this time or anything like that. You're gonna sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. And okay. Joshua Adam Lamar with not so Devin. What do you want to talk about? Uh, so I watched some rather contemporary movies. I don't have like too many deep thoughts about them per se, and especially because you haven't seen them. Um, a whole lot of shows are out right now, some of which I've seen, some of which you haven't yeah, seen. Yeah, I'm going to preview February. I know we should say we'll have a back-to-back True Detective this week because I just had a busy week, so I didn't get to True Detective Episode 3, unfortunately. Did you see True Detective? Yes, I saw it. Judging uh, <laughs> you by your face, it's a good one. Uh, it doesn't explain shit, but things happen. Things happen. This was not a boring episode. And that's the hard part with some of these prestige shows is like the the episodes like four through six. Six point seven and nine DB right now, by the way. It's really polarizing. People, people just want to hate it because it's whatever. Well, and like they haven't explained anything. I think people people want to judge mysteries and murder stuff based off of the whole ride rather than episode by episode. Mm-hmm. But there's some there's some memorable things in this episode. It's all right. It's kind of like with Clone High, which we'll talk about in a bit. Like the first episode of Clone High when it came on IMDb today, people like were just downvoting it because people are still like, no Gandhi, I hate this show. Wow, that's too bad. Anyways, uh let's talk about Cal the is pretty cool. Yeah, he's dope. Uh let's talk about the we'll talk about I'll talk about Clone High really quickly in a bit here. The the movies you saw. Okay, so I saw The Gray Man last night, and I I don't deeply regret it, but I kind of regret it. And the like it was a it's a Russo brothers movie, actually directed by them. Uh, the acting, all A plus actors, so I'm not really gonna I'm not gonna shit on those guys. Um, Chris Evans is like the crazy guy. I think he plays villains actually really well, like. He plays them. He plays them as such a dick uh, that it makes it easy to hate. And he, I think he just—it looks like he has a lot of fun being so overt and extra. Um, the sets were all were, were all rather cool. Um, Man, this cast is crazy. It is kind of crazy, but the actual plot itself—it just—it it went off the rails so quickly. It starts off with some cool stuff in like Bangkok or Singapore or something like that. And so then like the first 20 minutes of the movie was like Ryan Gosling being a super spy who could not kill the target because of collateral damage. And then they, then of course it turns into a shit show and they got to shoot their way out or whatever. And that's fine. Whatever. Uh, a really cool retro looking nineties title card. Like quite literally it has the intro then it goes fades to black. And then it's just like the gray man and all the letters like, spin towards the the screen and i was like man i missed title cards like when everything had like their own font and stuff like that yeah um but watching the first half an hour of this movie really just made me want to go like go back to only god forgives 
the Nicholas Winding Refn one with Ryan Gosling, where he's in mm-hmm. like he's in oh, yeah. Talk. That's good. We saw it in the theater, didn't we? I think so. That that made me want to just watch that movie more and this movie less. <laughs> um, and then it just gets it it gets way out of hand where it's like secret like you know these guys are supposed to be secret agents and then they, they, these guys like start shooting cops and stuff like that on in a different country and it goes from being a spy movie actually relatively really quickly to being like a fugitive fast and the furious movie which was mm-hmm. kind of dumb um if you're gonna have a spy movie there are certain rules within spy movies that just have to be followed and i think killing like civilians and uh cops is definitely one of them because then at that point it's just a it just becomes a war like you just get into a fight a political fight um so i think that's really that that really to me is unbelievable like if you want to have an airplane you want to have a fight in the middle of an airplane and uh the the airplane engine blows up because you threw a parachute in or something and you know it's over the forest sure whatever no one cares about that stuff uh but at one point in time ryan gosling's character gets handcuffed to a city park bench which is fine and uh so because the police are like trying to get his identification and stuff like that right well and then all the bad guys come out and like driving these giant trucks with like machine guns and start shooting cop cars and shooting cops and stuff like that and i was like right in the middle of like this big town square with lots of people Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and i was like oh this is so lame like part of the part of the thrillers of spy stuff is that you have to outwit people right and you have to kind of you have to do all this stuff in plain sight with no one to recognize who you are. But then once you start killing normal people, I kind of, it, it's kind of lame. Um, they also have funny. like the ultimate that guy in this, by the way. Who's that? Shea Wigham. Oh yeah. Like he's, he's still just Shea Wigham. He's the ultimate. I didn't even know he was George Stacy in, in, in into the spider verse until now. Oh. I just see that from his IMDb now. Time to time to pull some. Uh... But he's like, I I still like know him from uh, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, that's like where I originally saw him. But like, just look at his uh, IMDb. Like, he's just like a random that guy. He was in Joker. He was in Vice. He was in Bad Times of the Hell Royale. Like, he's just a random that guy. That's in. So he was in Fargo. He was in yeah. Godzilla. He was in Star Trek. Like he's uh, he's literally a that guy. Like Billy Billy Bob's in it. Billy Bob kind of mailed it in he wasn't really that impressive um he dies like a chump but like that's the thing like all of these spy tropes happen in this movie to the point where you're like oh yeah this guy's gonna you know this guy's gonna do this this guy's gonna do this this guy's gonna do this there there was very little um originality out of it ryan gosling's character like him being like a suave kind of asshole don't mind that chris evans don't mind that and Armis, like she did not get any work to do but she made like chicken salad of the chicken shit like her, Again. her her character got like written into oblivion but she made it fun to watch so that when she Is showed it, up was this scenes, worse than bond was this worse than bond how she got written very much the same vein mm-hmm she shows up a bit way more than in Bond, but she kind of gets written off as like, oh, like you're actually not that important. And then she's actually very competent at her job. The thing with Bond though, like she was beautiful. Like she kicked ass. Like she, we, the thing with Bond is we only got five minutes of her. Uh, we get 30 minutes of her, but like 
she doesn't do a whole lot and she gets like a couple scenes where she gets to show off but most of the 30 minutes is just like her driving her car so she's like like the role player that like you deserves more time and they're like getting threes and everything like that but the coach is like nah i've seen enough oh yeah it's like why'd you shoot four shots in five minutes you're off and it's like am i not supposed to do that um not i'm not gonna get too much into basketball uh but it just seemed like like the cast was there the settings were there um logic was not there logic was not there okay yeah um not much of a spy movie even though they promoted as such it's more of like an action movie where they go to fantastic it's basically fast and furious with all the cars Mm -hmm. um so i give it like six out of ten five and a half out of ten the other one i watched was the creator gareth edwards Mm -hmm. who did our absolute favorite rogue Rogue one Mm -hmm. um this movie is so well designed it's just a it's just a sad fact that the it might be the worst written movie i've ever watched my whole life the dialogue like the dialogue like made me laugh (laughs) um you know john david washington is uh i is a spy or something but his wife doesn't know about it good cast too our boy kent wananabe Oh, he gets he gets totally brushed aside. He's not even a Gemma Chan, Allison Janney. Like, it's the old people I like. Allison Janney did uh she's all right. She's okay. Like there's some shit in this movie that really happens that or the way it looks, and it's just like wow, like this is more fleshed out than like Avatar, for example. Like this looks so great. Um I can't wait for him to delve because it's a it's a movie about AI, right? He wrote um, it I too, can't... by the way. Uh, Edwards. Yeah, well, it it shows because it's not very strong. Um, <laughs> it's if I could if I could rewatch this movie with just a film score and no dialogue, I think I would get the same amount of effect out of it. It's only the second movie he's ever written. Okay, so there's a there's a dialogue scene. It's actually really worth watching. I think it's rather short too. I think it's like two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene where so he's like a spy or something, right? But his wife doesn't know about it. And so there's a scene where he's in his house and like someone comes up to him and it's like, oh yeah, like your cover's been blown or whatever. And he starts shouting like, my cover has not been blown. Like she doesn't know I'm a spy, but she's in like the next room over. And then of course, like she overhears and it's like, oh, like I don't want to be with you anymore. And it was like, are you, are you kidding? Like you just started yelling at this guy. Like this makes no sense. Um, But and the plot is kind of the plot had potential had so much potential um but not quite there i find a, the 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 short the short series pluto which i've talked about a lot especially in my my year in review yeah tackled tackled the idea of artificial intelligence way more creatively than this show ever could mm. um like the whole premise of this movie is that AI is like integrated into society and that AI has become sentient. And now people like want rights for AI. Okay, great. No problem. Uh, but a lot of times they make AI seem like they have human-like intelligence when wouldn't AI be the smartest things in the world. Right. Like I don't really understand why, like, so like they have AI police officers, right? They're all robots. They all have like cool robot heads and they look like R2D2 or whatever. They all have guns and they all have police uniforms, which is fine. Um, but you're telling me like AI police officers like aren't like accurate with their shots and accurate with like their flanking maneuvers and stuff like that. And like they don't get shot very easily. 
like these AI robots, these AI police robots got shot like they were regular people. They're like, ah, like, ah, like, are you kidding me? Like, don't you have like thermal vision and like extra sensors and shit? So I didn't really understand why AI didn't really act like AI. That's yeah. Funny. That's my that's smarter. my big the- like an iRobot. Like an iRobot kind of? Well, in Pluto, for example, because it's about Astro Boy, um, the guy created Astro Boy with the, like, the Astro Boy already understands everything to do with physics and medicine and geography and history. But he's never felt anything before. And so what's really, the contrast is that Astro Boy doesn't know what it's like to swing on a swing set but he understands like a crime scene and all the forensics involved in it. So mm-hmm. you're trying to balance like him growing up and being a good person or a good AI or whatever with also knowing how to do everything. So if you're uh, good at everything, that also sounds like Detroit becoming human as well. Kind of, kind of. Yeah. It, Pluto did the best job of it. Creator was like kind of on the right track, and then they just pulled away because they wanted to make a movie about a guy and a guy and his kid, like or mm-hmm. whatever. So. I recommend it more than The Gray Man, but it's still like one of those things where you're going to watch it and you're going to be like, this is kind of unsatisfying, but it but it just looks amazing. It looks so, so goddamn good. Like, that guy should have been given a Star Wars trilogy. Like, screw everybody else. Who, Gareth? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was announced at one point. <laughs> just like everything <laughs> else. I... Bro, I mean, at this point in time, everyone's been doing a Star Wars movie. Everyone's been acting in a Star Wars movie. And then guess what? They all get canceled. Only thing I know for sure is that the Daisy Ridley one is happening. That's all I know. Honestly, I don't care anymore because you kind of just like, you did Finn so dirty. Like, she has to rebuild the Jedi Order. How will she ever do that? Well, yeah, there's a lot of she had to a, be done. She had a guy right next to her and we totally avoided him yeah anyways I, I digress those are the two things that i watched this week i mean i've, I've been watching uh masters of air which yeah, my my parents saw that they were mixed no must watch must yeah. must watch yeah um it's it's like it it has the it has most of the feeling of Band of Brothers. My dad says that he's like, it's fine. He's like, it just feels too much like it wants to be Band of Brothers. I mean, that being said, didn't we say the Band of Brothers would just want to be Saving Private Ryan because it was Spielberg and Hanks? So yeah, that's what I brought up to him. It's just that uh, it like these people like are like they live in England, for example, or they're based out of England. Um, so a lot of their time like isn't in like war zones per se, but the bombing stuff is like top notch drama. So nice. And Austin Butler, like I didn't know. I don't think I've ever seen him with seen him in anything. Um, well, you never saw Elvis. I see it. No, but like now, oh man, I see it. I I definitely see it. On most unpopular opinion, and I think if Adam and uh, Nick were here too, they'd be like, "You're crazy." I just don't get the Barry, the Barry Keegan stuff. I don't see it. I don't get it. Have you watched um, Ghosts of Inisherin or Banshees of Inisherin? Yeah, he's fine. I just, I don't, I don't get it. He kind of has. I don't know. I just, I just don't, I just don't click with him on on the screen right now. He almost is. Like, he has like the same charisma as somebody like Ryan Gosling does. Only he doesn't try to 
like he doesn't act like he knows everything like Ryan Gosling does, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't he know kinda, what it is. The roles he plays have kind of seemed like dumbed down versions of like every guy. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where you're, that's what you're lacking in is like you want to see him like really take command or something, you know? Yeah. I will give Mattress of Air a look. It's uh, I've heard okay things about it. it's eight eight point two right now in IMDb. It's good. And it's one of the many shows. Like I like I said, February and now it's just there's a show. Like I know for the lack of stuff we're talking about, there's just like so much shit going on mm-hmm. right now. Um, I didn't really watch a lot of stuff. I worked a lot <laughs> this week, so um saturdays and fridays are very busy with me with my one application and then uh, i tried to watch a little bit of football but i can talk about things i have eaten like rib baby oh i had one of of those too i've had two now okay and were the two of them very different from each other yeah in your opinion yeah because the first one first one is the oh my god i've i haven't had this well for in canada it's been 10 years you and i had it in Nine the fall still. of 2016 15 14 15 16 yeah, some, 15, i don't know something like that Doesn't anyway matter. so yeah i guess it's been about 10 years for us as well more or less and the first one you're like oh shit yeah this is money this is so good it's like a solid eight to nine out of ten awesome second time i had it, i'm like yeah this is pretty good but and so I guess there is something special about it, like coming back, like it does, to make it special. Like mm. I've been told by our McDonald's insider that it'll be gone at the end of February, so it's only here for a month. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. So good thing for that leap year. <laughs> um. That's the funny thing about the McRib. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's like a very serviceable sandwich. It's like, I think it averages probably a seven out of 10, mm-hmm. but because you only get it every 10 years, the seven's really like a nine. Mm-hmm. But if I had this on the menu every single day, I'd probably order one once every 20 visits. Yeah. Like it would be like I order the filet fish like once every like fifty visits. I probably would order the McRib once every. I had a filet fish today, funny enough, with the with the. They're McRib. good. Filet yeah. fish are good. Mm-hmm. With some spicy habanero sauce on it, by the way. Oh, that's a great choice. Oh, yeah. Damn. The yeah. cheese yeah. threw me off on the on the filet fish. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I normally no when I get a junior chicken or I get that, it's on the side. But everyone's trying to be like Burger King now just brought the Angry Whopper back which is an all-time mm. favorite for me. So I haven't had that. Wendy's has the bacon mushroom melt, which is a favorite for me as well. Mm. So some of these have brought back some of my uh, favorite spots. But then, you know, the rib, it lives up to the hype. It's it's a freaking great sandwich. The bun is just so goddamn good. The bun is good. And I think the onion to pickle ratio is good. And I will say this, they smother that barbecue sauce on there. They do not cheat out on it. You're absolutely right. And the, the barbecue sauce is top notch. It is good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. And it's not like the nugget barbecue sauce. It's a different barbecue sauce. It I think that's the actually the American barbecue sauce because the Canadian mm-hmm. barbecue the Canadian barbecue and the American barbecue are different. And I just don't know why. I mean it's yeah, probably like high high fructose corn syrup or whatever, but yeah, because it's it's different than whatever they have for that. So uh very impressive that um but yeah, going back to, to our going back to the combo prices the sandwich for the mcrib was like 649 yeah very competitively priced the combo is 1149 i know 
I didn't get a combo. It's another five dollars for fries and a drink. Like, screw off. Yeah, the combo stuff is crazy. That's why, like, most of the time now, like, two sandwiches. I'm, I'm just trying to quit on drinking soda as much as I can, as as it is. Yeah. Uh, so I normally just, you know, I normally don't eat at the restaurant anyways. I, I normally have a water bottle on me, so I normally just have a water with it in the first place. And luckily with the McDonald's app, I had some free fries with it. But and McDonald's had the deal right now on the app where you could get a fillet of fish, Big Mac, or a McChicken for four bucks. Nice. You that's just add deal. that on top with the McRib, and that's a ten dollar meal. And if you have yeah. some points, eat the fries. Even with the fries, like thirteen bucks, it's not terrible. Yeah. But McDonald's yeah. is not what it used to be, where you could like really eat pretty good there for, for like seven, a decent price. seven to eleven dollars. Yeah. And have like yeah, like three or four junior chickens if you wanted to. Yeah. Like my my always my thing was always like a ten piece chicken McNugget meal with a poutine. Yeah. Because you just upsize, you just upcharge the poutine, and you keep everything else the same, right? So it was mm-hmm. like, I think it, at most it was like twelve or thirteen dollars. Yeah, that's pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. Ten nugs and a poutine—that's all right. Um, yeah. Nah, not no, no way, no boy, no. I don't get McDonald's no poutine anymore because it's just not. It's not worth anymore. It's like four twenty nine for just the poutine by itself. Well, I had the Big Mac the other day, and I got to tell you, like, I'm like, because I was like, oh, I haven't had a Big Mac for a while, and I was like, and the, maybe it's just the one I did. I'm like, this Big Mac sucks. Big Macs are all about the construction. Man, you're not. If lying. they cannot, if they cannot construct a Big Mac, it is a terrible sandwich. Yeah, but when your Even, ratio, when your ratios are on point, it is the best sandwich. And I don't know why, but the Junior Chicken is just so much better than the McChicken. Oh, 100%. I think it's the amount of mayo they put on it. Or is it a, is it a different patty? Uh, well, it's definitely smaller. I don't know. I don't I don't even eat many chickens. Like I had the honey hot one a little while yeah, back. Yeah, it, it was fine. Sucked. It was, it was okay. It was very disappointing. I would say as far as items this year, like new like, you know, specialty items and I'm trying to remember to keep these this year for the year end. Um, but I'd say number 1 is McRib for sure. Because you know we're gonna get it for a while, and then that bacon mushroom melt number two right now, because that's just mm, bacon mushroom melt is top notch. That's a Wendy's one. It's a Wendy's one. Have you had yeah, one? Peop- I'm not much of a mushroom fan on burgers. Neither am I. But the cheese sauce, one, the cheese oh, sauce is good. So bloody good. They used to do they used to do that cheese sauce on a baconator, mm-hmm. and that was just that was ridiculous. Yeah, it's uh. I like I said, I mean, I'm trying to this year, I'm trying to cut down on the, some of the fast food. So I don't know how like some of those guys that we see like always eat as much fast food as they do. Like I'm always like, yo, you're how do you guys eat all this fast food all the time? It's kind of gross. You know what? I think it's just it's it's like anything with social media. Like they're they're videoing 10 minutes of their day, but in reality they have like 12 other hours. They don't do that shit. So and they just to- toss out the rest afterwards, probably. Oh, like even like I I follow a couple of bartenders on Instagram now, and they've even said like they make it and they have a sip of it to describe it, and then they dump the rest out because there's no way they're gonna because they make like let's say they make two videos a day, yeah. Um, there's no way you're you're drinking two cocktails a day for seven you know five days a week for a whole year or whatever. Like even with that food, like I would hope they just even like donate it to like you know find a homeless person and give it to them even. You'd think um, some people don't want to have food touched by other people, and I get that. So, yeah. 
or better best yet like you just share it with people like your your camera guy you share with people in the car with you or yeah. maybe you just don't order that much like it's i think it's one thing to try like it's one thing to order like a very basic combo it's another thing to order like all the sides and all the different options and all the sauces and then throw it all out but uh you know who's to say like you and i could do like i do eat um a fair amount of fast food not necessarily out of uh mostly just out of not even habit out of out of necessity yeah well um, sometimes you and i with i won't get into the occupation but the occupation that we do have sometimes we don't get done till like 10 or 11 and so you're driving home sometimes you won't eat intentionally because of that and you're like okay i have to eat before i go to bed here and sometimes those are the best yeah. places to go to well tomorrow i got tomorrow i got a break between five and eight i actually gotta be there at seven and uh, my drive is one hour from where my in between my two venues so i really only have one hour to figure it out yeah between I the driving and actually getting there so i will say i tried to look yesterday for the where i'm going to be tomorrow i was like is burger king go here so i'm going to door dash and then we whopper there and it's oh, kind of yeah, crazy yeah. how little burger like we always talk about how little taco bells there are anymore there's not a lot of burger kings Especially in Calgary, there's only like four, three or four, something like that. Yeah, there's um, the one down um, in like the far south. Yep, that one's got Lawn area. That one's oh, far south. No, there's one by Shaughnessy. Yeah, the Shaughnessy. There's Forest Lawn. There's Country Hills, and then Crowfoot. Those are the four I can think of. Uh, there are. Wow, one, two, three, four, five six oh there's one um yeah the shaughnessy pass. one the shaughnessy one as well yeah yeah and there's actually well. two there's two right next to each other and there's also one at the airport but i don't count that no and that one that one that is very minimal for the uh for what they have i liked it because they had they burger king canada made a point of having cherry coke on tap but i think a lot of places are starting to carry it now so yeah it's actually not that hard to find if you know where to look and uh, there's some other items coming up, but I can't say because I've been sworn to secrecy that I will tell Devin off camera afterwards. Um, but yeah, and I think in the States they have this honey, the honey hot stuff is like the new trend. Like, you know, Flaming Hot was the, the honey hot's the new yeah. one because now Pizza Hut has the honey hot pizza and the honey Ooh. hot wings. Ooh. Ooh, that would be delicious. Yeah, just like there was the butter chicken pizza for a bit. I never got to try that. A lot of um, really, 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 a lot of really small chains or like one-off places, uh, pizza places have butter chicken pizzas, and because they're owned, they're, they're owned by like you know the right families or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, those are actually always really good. Mm -hmm. I have no idea, like well, I know exactly why, but I they're always really good. So, but you got you can't go from you can't go to Domino's and get a butter chicken pizza. You got to go to like, yeah, yeah. you know, the like place a senior type of place exactly um yeah. you know what i was going to say would really step up mcdonald's chicken sandwiches is if they just committed to dunking the chicken patty and sauce mm -hmm. like stop drizzling like make it so that if you get a hot sandwich it is dunked and then put on your bun or if they and then one month they want to go habanero dunk one this is what wanna... this is what popeyes does uh i think sometimes sometimes yeah popeyes does not usually do sauce well but popeyes has it, the good chicken seasonal, already seasonal 
but yeah. Popeyes has like they might have like oh the ghost pepper chicken sandwich. They might have oh, that like was good. That was the good. Nashville one, and that was good. I think they had a Megan the Stallion one. That's where they dunked it. Yeah, which like, but they don't dunk it all the time. Very rarely, but McDonald's like you should be dunking that sandwich, um, and just change your sauce up once a month or two months or whatever. Popeyes like, has probably the best chicken sandwich I've had. Oh, it's the king bite. It's the goat. It's. But I never had the Whataburger one. I think you did. It was like chicken tenders on Texas toast. It was mm. also very good. Yeah, I've never had that. And we've never had, what is it, Cluckers? Raising Canes and Raising stuff like Canes. that. We've, yeah, we've I haven't had, had those, those. No. But that's okay. No. You know what? It's, it's okay. Like Because we'll, we'll eventually we'll get, we'll get an opportunity to. And but Adam's the Marib, them, so. McRib, I'm very thrilled with it. It was it's good. But now, like, I mean, I might have it like two more times beforehand. But like after I had it today, it was like, I got to have another one. And now I'm like, okay, cool. Isn't good. this the plot? This is the plot of a Simpsons episode, is it not? Was it? Was but it? Homer keeps it going though. back. It wasn't the McRib though, was it? They called it something else, right? Yeah, but there was a there was one in the there was like, a McRib gone. episode. Yeah, and they were. Yeah, I remember that. I remember them like peeling it out of like the mold or something like that. And he would dunk it in the sauce and then, like lick his fingers or something. I can't remember. I do remember last year, and then I will move on from food talk. Um, McDonald's had those spicy nuggets, but they were like actually spicy. And those were like one of the better, like, um, like limited op, uh, items I saw from anywhere last year. I was like, oh, these are actually have a kick to them. They're actually good nuggets and they're spicy. Yeah. I like the idea of them making international sauces and just rotating them. Like they, the whole BTS meal worked really well. It did. Not, not because you're getting a, a Sprite and chicken nuggets. It's because you're getting sauces that we don't get ever. Yeah. Like, why don't you can bring a Hawaiian sauce once in a while and then vice versa? Like, you could bring hot mustard to Japan or wherever and see if it works. Like, just try it. Like, that's what gets people going to these things, not like, oh, the Travis Scott meal. Like, guess what? Like, I can get a quarter pounder and a McFlurry whenever I want because you're charging me the same price as if I got that by itself. Mm um yeah i think that's about it for food uh, there's some new chips out there's a sweet uh chili heap like a normal chip not the dorito yeah but okay I've had that before okay. and then the bold barbecue is back which is fine bold barbecue by lays uh the dorito oh i don't think i've ever had barbecue doritos yeah they're good Ooh, had a little bag of them interesting yeah i, I think a little bag would be nice yeah i mean i my parents gave like my parents bought like 12 bags of chips because my brothers are crazy mm -hmm. and i got like when i left to come back home they gave me like four or five of those bags so mm -hmm. like i had a half a bag of salt and vinegar i had a, i have a whole bag of tackies i had a bag of like the dragon tackies you know i, I just had the dragon tackies today actually they're okay they're not as spicy as i wanted because you can get them off of amazon for two dollars that's why that's where i got them from. why that's so dumb i know um they, I mean, if you're talking tacky flavors, like there's only one, there's only one answer. Yeah. Yeah. We all know, really, really know what it is. Like uh, it's properly spicy. It's properly mm -hmm. limey. It makes your mouth pucker just thinking yeah. about it. That's a good chip. Yeah. When I don't get a tackies and it's not spicy, I'm like, what's the point? And I don't eat them very often. Like I've no. just like, when, it, like they just check a lot of boxes. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a few other things here yeah for me like like i said i i haven't watched i've just been watching curb so i'm excited for this week uh to have Curb back i got to listen to him talk to bill simmons 
crazy which, was a, which is a fun pod did you listen to that pod yet i did that was cool like that those are the kind of people i want simmons to talk to like dude he asked the question like, we've all been wanting to ask bill for the rewatchables <laughs> he's like i got a question for you and i'm like if i'm like oh my oh and i was in my head I'm like if i had a question for bill oh, i'd have so many questions I'm like but i'd ask him like and in my mind I'm like i'd ask him like why don't you ever tell the movie for the rewatchables and then ld does it i'm like wow he's like reading my mind what I loved about glimpsing into that podcast was less more so to talk about Curb, but the fact that they've socially run into each other, they, like they, they know each other. Like, yes, okay, so Larry David's been on the show on the podcast like 10 years ago or something, blah, blah, blah. That could have been, a, that could have been a, an ESPN thing. It could have been a promotional thing, AB, whatever, right? It doesn't matter. Um, but to learn that like, they've gone for dinner and they like text Golf. each other once in a while, yeah. like, that's what I want to know. Like I want Bill to like really leverage these like famous people into these podcast episodes, like, and just talking about, cause it's such a way to like it, like, yes, we all know that Larry David was promoting the last season of curb, but he was doing so with a, a really, really dedicated fan who already knew what to ask, what not to ask, but B someone he's already comfortable with anyways. So they had a lot more of like an honest conversation than they was just like, oh, so what was your favorite part of this last season? And are you sure it's the last season? And like, you know, what are you going to do next? It wasn't like that, you know, it was, it had a lot of like really interesting, very sincere conversation. It was absolutely like, I want, like, don't get me wrong. Like the the days of Bill Simmons being like an everyman are totally gone, right? He's, he's essentially a celebrity. He's one of the top five most famous podcasters in the world with Joe Rogan and God knows who else. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, if that's the case and now you're like a semi-famous guy or even famous guy, I want to know who your famous friends are. Like I already know John Hamm's in your fantasy football league, but like, why is, why is John Hamm not on the pod once a year to just give I don't him know, an why he wasn't you know? there to promote to promote Far- Fargo. I was like, why is John Hamm not here to promote Fargo? Talk about well, being maybe, in the fantasy league together. Maybe there was writer strike stuff, and maybe there was who knows. It doesn't matter. Um, but I, 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 I'm, I'm on honest to goodness. I skip most Simmons pods, or even most of the chunks of Simmons pods, unless it's someone I already know, or it's a someone who's so ridiculously famous that like when when Ben Affleck goes on, it's like yes, I know they know each other because they've been talking for like. 20 years or 15 years or whatever like give me yeah. some real shit and then they do so it really delivers but it it's really sporadic all the uh the larry david stuff on this press tour has been phenomenal just because oh, really? he doesn't care like he's just not into like a lot of the and i'm not trying to be that dude because i obviously i do a, a pop culture podcast here but i do love just the the like I'm just a dude that makes a show. I don't give a shit about all this Hollywood bullshit and all this talk. Like I just make a show that makes me laugh and I get to work with my friends. Kind of like Sandler in a way. Definitely. People always yeah. criticize Sandler. It's like, oh, goes out of Sandler dresses and he's wearing this and he's a multimillionaire. And it's just like Sandler's like, I don't fucking care. I just make movies with my friends. Yeah, he makes movies with his friends in places he wants to vacation making out with his hot actress friends like Jennifer Aniston or Brooklyn Decker or Drew Barrymore or whoever. Yeah. Who cares? Like, and not, not only does he get to do those things, which is already like fun enough as it is, he gets paid millions of dollars to do that. So 
get off your lawn, like, man. Like, like we may not like grown ups, you know, that much. Like oh, grown ups one is fun, but it's like if I had the chance of like do a movie with my guys and just like go to like just shoot the shit and have fucking fun, like why not? We know what I bet they do other than like so. I I really really bet you when they go for like team dinners or like all their friends get together for dinner or someone's house for a holiday or something like that. And those guys have been in so many movies and so many TV shows and so many sets and so like, you know, the stories they're really probably talking about is the stuff behind the scenes from the movies they filmed. Like, mm-hmm. remember when we went to Hawaii to film that movie and like we all got lost in the jungle and then like you had to like cut your shirt into pieces because there was no cell service and people were like, oh my god, Adam Sandler, that was so friggin' funny. Like they, I bet you they do not talk about how good that movie was, no. but I bet you they talk about. Remember that time we went to the bar at like 4 a.m. the one time and like we had to pay like $3,000? There was actually a really, like, it's funny you bring this up. I heard this really cool story because uh, they were all at Jim Carrey's birthday or something and Sandler, someone was talking about a story Sandler said. So Sandler pictures had this. Pictures came out of that, right? Mm-hmm. Sandler had this acting teacher uh, and, uh, you know, I, uh, the acting teacher one day took him out for a beer. He's like, I want to take you out for a beer. And uh, he just sat him down. Is like, I'm just sorry. Like, you just don't have it. You're just never going to be a star. Like, you're a really nice kid, but you're just not. You just don't have it. I, I'm really sorry, but you don't have it. But you know, this beer is on me. And I just wanted to be honest with you. I've done this for a long time, and I just, I just don't. I just don't. You just don't see it. Anyway, so Sandler gets SNL eight months later after that. Right. Fast forward twenty years, like re- more recently, Sandler and some of those guys are at a bar, and he happens to see this professor there. And there's a lot of options he could have done. And he goes up like, hey, this is, you know, this professor is, yeah, this guy, he's the only one that ever bought me a beer and I'm going to go buy him one right now. Hmm. He could have gone like, hey, like I'm a multimillionaire. I'm one of the most famous comedians of all time. One of the biggest box office draws of all time. F you. Instead, kept it classy, bought him a beer and just said like, hey, have a good day. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Bottom line is keep it classy because you never know. That's true. Wow. Right. This, this turned into this turned into life advice. It did. All right. Um Dev, you can pick the left hand or the right hand. Which pill do you want to take? Uh the right hand. The right hand? All right. You picked state of play. The other one was February releases. Oh, perfect. Okay, state of play. That's fine. Okay. Uh, not a lot to go with. I got the Judas trailer. We did it. Yeah, Fuck, I it guess looks what? good. I Bioshock, want it. Bioshock in space. Oh, just give it to me. I'm happy for you. You saw? Did you see the new trailer? I did. Yeah. What do you think? Pretty much what you said. Bioshock in space. I mean, there's there's so little firm details out about like these people in these in the trailers and things that I don't know what I'm actually really looking for. I know there's a bunch of it seems like celebrities and. Uh, someone regrets something and so you're playing as this uh presumably female who goes on a killing spree something like that i think they should have manipulated or something when well that's the thing like do you think that that's both bioshock one and three are manipulations kevin levine has a thing it's about manipulating um my bet was that her and her two colleagues in the poster or some of the promotional material have become like super influencers or something to do like 
like on mm -hmm. this uh, space station and now things have gone too far and now she's going to go kill them or something like that sure i'm hoping that for 2025 does... it's been it was yes, 14 I'm... months since the last trailer or news and like everyone was just like date and it was and as soon as it said wish list i'm like you fucking wish list oh like i would assume 2025 but yeah do any games want to come out in 2025 do they dare do they dare unless you're before it i don't yeah that's a that's a <laughs> do you dare do you dare bother that's like uh, if a movie's like, yeah, we're going to go up against Infinity War. It's like, okay, good luck to you. It's before GTA and after GTA. I know. that's It's so true. It's so like, true. I, I know, like, we've talked about all the crazy stuff that is in 2025, but, like, literally, GTA, I think he's topping any of the movies next year. Like, we do our most anticipated. Most of us is going to have GTA in the top one or two. GTA is going to make more money than anything in the world. Yeah in like three months like it's yeah. gonna be so dumb how much money um, that thing's gonna make a few other things uh sonic and shadow generations look pretty cool i'm so yeah. out of like the sonic games that i don't even know like it's weird the the games that people think are going to be bad are actually really good like that weird sonic generations game and there's like sonic games that are supposed to be good like this open world one that were not mm -hmm. good so yeah it seems like sega doesn't know how to handle sonic except for in the movies i was hoping to see like the jet set radio and all that golden axe uh stuff they showed at the game awards but they didn't do anything for that um foam stars is coming to ps plus so cool seems like fun kind of like splatoon more or less for sony um a lot of silent hill stuff there's the one free game to play right now um the short message it's free to play really so, yeah i cool. will go look i'll go i always like when they offer a free game that's awesome there some a lot of them are very very fun so yeah i might i might try that out and then the silent hill 2 remake looked awesome some people are like why are they doing silent hill 2 and a medic your solid 3 i'm like well because those are like some of the peaks of the franchise that's why that's and that's exactly it like silent hill 2 is probably the greatest horror game of all time probably yeah I, I so just start with the best and then like if it's the same thing what resident evil did right like i know that they did start with or, yeah i know they did resident evil one but like these remakes have proven to be humongous hits because that i think that's one of the hugest problems with retro gaming is it's not the fact that i don't enjoy these games it's not the fact that they're not they don't look good or it's the graphics usually you're held back by the controls yeah um, uh, so, oh, so let me continue and so when yeah, if you're going to make if you're going to remake those games and that's the that's basically the one thing you address and you give everything a nice shiny coat of paint like I don't see why it's necessarily a bad thing to kind of reskin these games because then you're giving you're giving how many generations of gamers have come out since Resident Evil 1 or Silent Hill 2 have come out? it came out like what 98 or something like that 97 99 mm -hmm. Three, because you got millennial Gen Z and then Gen. Is Gen Alpha yeah, like there's all these, there's all these people like and and it, video game culture is really um, honoring the past, kind of like yeah. movies. Uh, maybe not so much with television, but like a lot of gamers really 
do go back and play some of the greatest examples that we have. Like, I mean, almost every kid's ever played Tetris. Um, every kid starts with Mario of some kind, right? Um, so it makes sense that you can make these games really accessible, but also tailor them for a better audience. So that these there's going to be there's going to be people out there who have their brand new game console who are going to play Resident Evil or Silent Hill. Like even my like my uncles or my the generation above me who had their PlayStation 1s or PlayStation yeah. 2s and bought those games. And that's such a cool feeling to be able to connect with people regardless of how they are because it's fundamentally going to be the same experience in terms of the game. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm relatively I'm okay with game remakes. Uh, until Dawn is getting a rem, uh, remaster for PS and PC. So cool. Okay. Um, and then the the big ones was uh, Kojima is making a, oh. a new espionage game slash movie. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, yes. So there's that. As but soon as I saw that, I'm like, Devin's gonna lose his mind that he's making an espionage game. Oh yeah, I actually went down a really weird rabbit hole the other night. Um, oh, while well, I was while well, I was watching this dumb Greyman movie about uh about metal gear solid five mm-hmm. and i just started like i was thinking about it in the back while i was watching the show and being like oh man like to be able to have like tranquilizer sniper rifles and to like have to sneak around and have no one recognize where you are anyways go on continue uh and then yeah the other big one uh we'll finish with kojima uh and then the last one uh was the death stranding 2 trailer i've never played death stranding but holy shit does death stranding 2 look amazing <laughs> Yes. Um, I am at the point in my life that I got to choose games very carefully. I may, may not pick up Death Stranding 1 or 2, but I think I'm at YouTube video level. Yeah. At least for one. At least for one. And if, you know, even if I'm wrong and I want to play, like, uh, if Death Stranding 2 is really going to be that good, which I, man. Can anyone make a, a cinematics better than Kojima? No. <laughs> George Miller in it. Oh my goodness, I know. And there's like, there's the doll, there's... Troy it's Baker. Crazy. Oh man, Troy Baker as the villain with the friggin' guitar Tar, thing? Yeah. Oh my god. And I there's still really the Jordan hoping. Peele and Kojima theme that was teased at the Game Awards. That's correct. Uh, I... Yeah, I... At this point in time, like I may not understand a lot of what Kojima does, but I just trust him. And I just yeah. trust him because he is someone who is so established that he's allowed to make creative choices. They don't always have to work, but the fact that he's willing to do new and exciting things in games while a lot of other people just want to make the same thing over and over again. Is I'm he okay with, the like, third greatest video game creator of all time? Miyamoto number one. And then Takahashi too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then probably him. And then be our dude from uh, Naughty Dog four. Druckman. Oh, Druckman? Yeah. Uh well we're missing like John Romero. Yeah. You know, John Romero's like in the he's, he's in the Mount Rushmore for sure. Um yeah. do you count like Gabe is like the guy, like the, you know, like Half Life and Portal is like, yeah, yeah. So you get Ken Levine, probably. Gabe, like, 
you have there's an interesting there's probably seven to ten people who are eligible to be on the Mount Rushmore. I think it just comes down to personal preference. Yeah. But those are the top three. Kojima's it's it's very, very rare that you get a game designer as famous as Miyamoto, as Kojima, as Druckmann. So and Druckmann Druckmann's more of a even a writer. I don't even know if he's necessarily like he like Kojima like creates how to play these games. And I Miyamoto I think does too to a huge extent. Didn't so. Takahashi do Zelda? I think it's somebody else. I don't know. I don't know Zelda. I'm not I'm not a Zelda fan, so or I like I've played it. I just I don't I don't have that history. So yeah, Death Stranding looked dope. Like I said, I've never played it, but that was a really fun trailer. And then Rise of the Ronin looks really fucking cool. I got both Sekiro vibes from the combat, but also uh, Ghost of Tsushima vibes from like the traversal and stuff. Some Spider Man, <laughs> Spider Man yeah. in there too. And you, you know what the funny thing is? Like this, I'm sure this is the number one comment on YouTube. I don't look at YouTube comments, but um, so this is what Assassin's Creed should have been, mm. right? If we're being honest, yeah. Like why? Like now that being said, like. Ubisoft is so not uh, not in a position to do that, but I'm cautiously like Rise of the Ronin. I'm cautiously optimistic for. I deeply, deeply trust Team Ninja when it comes to designing fun games. Um, it just looks kind of mid so far. Like I don't think the gameplay trailer per se really elevated me. Um, I want to watch a bit more of like a like a let's play kind of thing. Like give me give me twenty minutes of the first level. Yeah. By the way, yeah, Tagahashi is the creator of Zelda. Okay, perfect. Thank you. So then he's number two. Him or yeah, like those three with Kojima on top of it. Basically. Yeah, I mean, you and they don't show up at the Game Awards or anything. Kojima, like he just shows up, and be like, oh shit, it's, I've never really played many Kojima games. And I'm like. Bow. Well, he's uh he's friends with Jeff um, Healy, yeah, yeah, and it like I said, like he he created like he became this cult status person in doing Metal Gear Solid, and then I think him leaving uh, Konami actually kind of elevated him to be able to be more of like a we'll call him like an industry influencer. Like he's not a social media influencer by any stretch of the imagination, no. but I think he was able to kind of leave the shackles of like corporate video game and then just be like, I'm going to be famous and I'm going to be so famous that people are just going to buy my games because it's me. Yeah. And Yoji Shin, like a lot of the guys from like a lot of the guys in Kojima productions are from the Metal Gear Solid team. Like Yoji Shinkara does all the, does all the character designs and guess who's been with them for freaking 40 years. Yeah. Yeah, so there's all the stuff. And then I guess the last thing uh, for video games this week is like, we just got to talk about this Kill the Justice League stuff. Oh, really my quickly. God. <sighs> they well, did, uh, we knew the writing was on the wall. The writing was on the wall. So there, there's no review because they didn't handle any review copies. So no nope. one's, I haven't seen a review fully of it yet. And I mean, it got taken off. It got taken down digitally mm-hmm. because there's an autocomplete bug mm-hmm. where it just beats the, like, it's just the whole thing done for you. So you actually can't uh-huh. really play it. And then, I mean, look, I, I would say spoiler, but this has just been posted literally everywhere. So I, I guess still spoiler if you want to play this game, but this is literally, you cannot escape this clip. Like if you, if you follow 
video games and if you follow comics, people just don't fucking care. They've just posted I know it what, up the day of. I know what it is, but I haven't seen it. The Conroy clip. Well, the Batman clip. I will probably watch it at some point in time because the game looks like I'll never touch the game with a 10-foot pole. No. Um, I know it's, he dies. Yeah, Harley Quinn shoots him in the head point blank. That's how Batman Arkham Batman dies. Um, I thought he died in Gotham Knights. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but is this like not connected? Like, I don't, I don't, this, this is so weird to watch. Um, the rise and fall of a video game studio within two generations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, because the name of the game is called Killed the Justice League, so I'm not. I, I had to figure he was going to die. People like he didn't have to die. Like the name is called Killed the Justice League. I heard one. The Wonder Woman parts are legit, though. Yeah, uh, that's all I know. And I think Flash, I think I heard Flash is a is a is a little bit uh, is rough to beat. Well, I heard like the stuff they did with Wonder Woman, like in terms of the cutscenes, is like is really well done. I have no idea about the boss fight. I'm probably uh, going to do the know. game YouTube movie. Probably what I'll do. I'm interested somewhat in the story of it, but I won't. And like, maybe if it goes on PS Plus anytime soon, maybe I'll mess around with it. But well, it's the live shooter bullshit, right? And uh, going back to the point I was trying to make, um, watching Rocksteady come out of uh, Batman, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, and Arkham Knight like had some story choices that were kind of lame, but the game itself played very 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 well um to then gotham knights eh, so i think it might ubisoft montreal took over most of it and then now this shit like the live service fight the same villains for 40 hours so that you get you get gear with one percent better odds and then it's like they're gonna promise they're gonna promise to do more story stuff in the future. They're gonna promise to do more challenges in the future. Joker's a DLC, apparently. Honestly, I I don't care. I'm not, Joker I'm from not gonna, another universe. I'm not gonna get into. I'm not gonna get into the game. I'm not gonna get addicted to the game. I'm not gonna play a live service game. Um, you're not gonna get my money out of me. You're not gonna get my time out of me. So like, I'm just not doing it because like. I, I, I want to play a game like that. I want to have fun with a game like that, but I'm not getting sucked in for you guys to take advantage of me. So Yeah, I Sorry. think it's it's good. It's out. It's done. I mean, it, it very likely is going to win a lot of worst game of the year awards. <sighs> That's the thing. Like, I, I watched um, a Before You Buy. I can't remember. Yeah. I think it was Gamer Ranks. Yeah. And they were like, this is not the worst game of all time. It's actually just kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um. And we've seen a few games, like like even just this last year, the amount of worst games of all time that came into the conversation. Yeah, there'll be where, something like a Gollum or a King Kong that comes out. Or but that was one. way... Those things happen way too often. Like, those things happen once every five years. I did not expect to have three or four of them. Redfall, Redfall, Gollum, King Kong, and Day Before, Day Before are all legendary. Like, those are four worst of all game you know worst of all time games within one year so why are we getting so many of these games that are so incredibly bad if they're like mediocre we would never remember them but no. these start to stand out i will say it's been an interesting year for games in the first month just with between pal world and now this like it's just like okay eight, cool eight million eight million downloads in eight days is what I, I, I last saw yeah what i last saw wow. 
amazing. It's the most played game in the world right now on Steam. Like, and literally every like video game like parody or like uh, like skit uh, thing I follow. Yeah. Like, today was like the day. It's like we're putting the bound video out today, and I was like, yeah, you and everybody else. Well, it kind of makes you question. Like, I know Pokemon is that big. Don't get me wrong. But why is Pokemon not talked about like Power World is? I think it is. I just don't think, you know, that conversation when, when Pokemon Go was there, it was right. But that I don't that's think what I mean. Pokemon like, game that has been at that level, maybe. That's what I mean. Like, what is Pokemon missing that a Pokemon ripoff, a blatant ripoff? Like, what's certainly like... guns and cannibalism? I guess so. But it almost seems like people are really ready for that Pokemon game to just like blow people's minds. I think, you know, I think obviously, you know, they're not going to have guns or cannibalism. And I don't think I need that. And I don't want that in a Pokemon game. But I think if you add some of the farming stuff to it, you know, which seems to get over with people and you add a little bit more co-op and um, teamwork with your Pokemon, I think stuff like that is stuff they can learn from Pal World. I think people are ready for Pokemon to have a more... I'm going to say the word mature. Not meaning mm-hmm. mature in terms of uh, topics. I mean mature in terms of like fleshed out game experience. Yeah. It's time for the Pokemon company spends three hundred million dollars to make a grand a, a game from the ground up, mm-hmm. where you have Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Go, the next ver- the next generation Pokemon Gold and Silver three or whatever, all wrapped up into one all with crafting, all with farming, just like Zelda or just like Power World uh, or Animal or Animal Crossing. And then you throw in Pokemon Stadium with mini games. Like why the like Yakuza, the game series has now taken a life of its own in a very, very positive way. Steal the best shit from that and put in a Pokemon game. I agree. Put Pokemon Snap Switch... back in a Pokemon game. When, when we talk about the Switch, which is coming to its end, with Switch 2 coming out sometime around the fall, um, I can't think of, like, you know, when you think of, like, legendary games from there, you're going to talk about Odyssey or Wonder or these Zelda games, maybe a Splatoon, and there's a bunch of other ones, right? But I, at Animal Crossing, uh, I don't think there's going to be any Pokemon game that really comes up in, like, the top 10 list for the Switch when it's all said and done. No, but the and that's the thing. Like some of these generations for Pokemon have actually been really, really well received. Um, and and maybe it's a testament to the the franchise. It's remarkably consistent. Yes, yeah, so for sure. All right, let's finish off here really quick with what's coming here in February. So, start off with Argyle, which is pretty much just romancing the stone, like I've said. And reviews have been bad. They've been bad. Yeah. Um, this is also coming to Apple TV, and I think that's where a majority of people are going to just watch it. It's already out, isn't it? It's it's coming to theaters first. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, no one's uh, going to watch it in theaters. Mr. and Mr. Smister and Mrs. Smith comes out this week. This is originally it's going to have Phoebe Waller-Bridge with Donald Glover, and now it's uh, Donald Glover and Maya um, X-Shrine. I don't really, not familiar with her, but, uh, you know, interested to see where it goes. I'm always in something that Glover does. So definitely we'll uh, give it a look and have at least have a review for you, at least on the first uh, episodes or whatever they drop. Mm-hmm. So uh, Lisa Frankenstein drops on the ninth. Um, 
This is interesting heard, because this is the directorial debut for Zelda Williams, uh, Robin Williams' daughter. I've heard good things about it, actually. Nice. Uh, script was done by Diablo Cody as well. Catherine Newton, who I really like, is in it. And uh, Cole Sprouse, who has uh, a decent following. So, you know, I, when we were doing our box office draft, I wanted to pick this. Because I think it's going to do, but I, I think it's kind of like the, oh, that did kind of good. Like a cult movie thing. Like it makes like mm-hmm. $70, 80000000 million. People are like, hey, good for that movie. But it's not the type of movie you pick for a box office draft. No, of course not. But we can also be, we can also treat things with different expectations differently. Yeah, yeah. And for a movie that no one really knew about, and like I'm only going to speak for myself in terms of like the public consciousness. I'm sure it was announced a long time ago. ago. Four weeks ago, but, I knew about it. Yeah, but for yeah, so for a movie that's only been around in my mind for like three weeks, for it to come out and make eighty million dollars and have like this cult buzz about it, I'm really happy for it. February twelfth, John Stewart returns to the Daily Show. Yes, sir. Which will be very interesting, uh, especially with the election coming up. I will say, we do not do a lot of political stuff in here. I just will say a rumor that I have heard. Going around, uh, people know that Joe Biden is 82 years old. Um, so, you know, there is rumors. Does he really want to spend, you know, the next four years going into being 86 in the White House? So there has been some conversation that the Democrats might be changing the nom and let Joe kind of go out on this term, got his presidency. And the rumor right now is Michelle Obama. Holy. Yeah. So we'll see if that comes true or not. Um, and how everything goes with that election. And either way, you know, you're coming up to a big election this year with Jon Stewart. You're going to have Trump and all his stuff there. So, you know, coming into an election year, who's better to cover than Jon Stewart? Basically. He's already, a, he's already a pro, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bob Marley, uh, biography's coming out, uh, One Love. So, see how that goes. Madam Webb, which... I gotta tell you, I, I I hate myself. Every time I see this trailer, I'm like, but what if it's good? You already <laughs> know the answer to this question. Every time it's not me, and Nick, be good. me and Nick have been sharing texts back to each other, I'm like, but what if it's good? It's not gonna be good. It's probably bad. We're Stop. like, but maybe I think and I think Nick has convinced me that it might be good now. <laughs> Stop. You're 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 incorrigible. Stop. What if it's good? It's what not, it's not it's gonna good. be good. None of these none of these Sony movies are good. That's why I didn't watch past Venom One. Um there's the new look, which is coming to Apple TV. The new look uh, refers to the fashion line that Christian Dior famously made, but he's not there yet. It stars Ben Mendelsohn. He plays Christian Dior. It also has and, Maisie Williams, uh, Julia, and it has um, John Malkovich and Emily Mortimer. Good cast. Uh, I mean, we just we just like Ben Mendelsohn for a lot of reasons, yeah. right? And so it's kind of like, damn, like you were probably the best part of Captain Marvel um oh you know what i watched the other day like i think it was last week that i forgot to mention rounders you finally saw it i still rounders is rounders is good that's an old time simmons movie oh i i know exactly why oh you could just i think it's on amazon or something like that it's easy easy to find yeah it's good it's a great watch damon's in that right yes it's damon damon and malkovich but malkovich is in it so um this is an interesting one. I, I mixed in if this is going to be good. I'm going to watch it. But February 15th, the Vince Staples show. Mm. 
So Staples plays a fictional version of himself in five episodes suspecting his misbehaviors as a successful but subpar uh, rapper living in Long Beach. So kind of along well, the, the lines of a Dave or an Atlanta. Yes. So we'll see. And that's it exactly. Like we're trying to com- we're trying to figure out if it has if that if that uh, niche of television has room for one more. Uh, this is another big hit or miss here for Netflix. Avatar: The Last Airbender, February twenty second. Seems like they so they missed the boat with Cowboy Bebop. Although I enjoyed it more than others, I thought it was okay. Cowboy Bebop. Obviously, the anime is far superior. Far, mm-hmm. far superior. Uh, last piece I never saw, but it seemed like Last Piece fans were happy with it. Dev. Oh, One Piece. Yeah, One Piece. Uh, I don't hear. I don't hear a lot of negatives. Uh, but that could just be from a certain group of people. Seemed like uh, it was. It was fine. It was fine. And this is the second kick of the can of Avatar. <laughs> the, Can't be worse. Very, Can't be the worse. Very, the very, 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 very famous second attempt at one at uh, Avatar. Yep. Uh, so I don't think it can be worse than M. Night Shyamalan's. No. I know there's some promotion on like Binging with Babis did, did, some, did some stuff and like, or whatever they're going to do. And so it's, it's you know, it's out there. Um, we have Drive Away Dolls, which is a Coen Brothers movie. It's an Ethan Coen movie. And it has yeah, I was going to say. Margaret Qualley in it. It has Beanie Feinstein and Matt Damon in it. Feldstein. Okay. Could be could be a thing. Could be a thing. Uh, what else do we have? Um, an animated show that has Kiki Palmer, Stephanie Hugh, and Sam Smith and Kieran Culkin called The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. Oh, interesting. We'll see. February 27th, one of my first anticipated things of the year, Shogun. I I need I'm gonna watch it. I'm going to watch it. The trailers just do not make me excited. And I forget my, my show too, fe- uh, February 14th, uh, Resident Alien. Hmm, there you go. Which I'm enjoying. And I'll say February 4th, Curb Your Enthusiasm, the final season. Hot damn. Yeah. So there is uh, what's coming up. I'm very excited for Madam Web. It's going <laughs> to do good. I know it. Are you, go- are you going to theaters? I might. <laughs> You gonna show some I support? Might. Okay. I, I don't know. I did. I want it to I be good. To, I want you to like it. I want you to like it. I love the Spider Woman character. I like Jessica Drew. It's one of my one of my favorite comic reads. So like, it has a Spider Woman that I enjoy. Um, but it, it is so random. So I don't know if you heard this story. It just started going around this week. Um, Dakota Johnson had an interesting SNL. Okay. Uh, but then also when the when the trailer for Madam Web came out, she left her agency the next day. <laughs> Could be coincidental, but wow. Well, you'd think you like well definitely well definitely not coincidental, but oh boy. That's I know she's amazing. a part of like she's probably a part of like test screens and she gets previews of the trailer and then she was like, What the hell is what did you guys sign me up for? And like, My Spider-Man. question to you is because we, we already recorded our box office draft though. What do you think will be worse between Venom, Craven, and Madam Web in order? The worst in order? The worst. I think Venom would Craven. probably be the most watchable. Yeah, I think Craven's the worst. Craven's going to be the, the oh, by far the Madam worst. Web will have, like Adam said in the book, it'll have some Morbius level stuff to it. 
of like, oh, it's so bad that it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but and Venom will be fine. It'll just be like this movie is whatever. Like I don't know how you do a third Venom movie now, and you have no Without... Carnage and you have Spider Man. Oh yeah, and, the, I, the, and I think they the... did Siren already as well. So good luck. Antidote, maybe I don't know. There's don't like because like, there's a there's a good symbiote, but it's all about like there's the, I don't get the fam the family trees all screwed yeah. up. I don't yeah I don't get it. Yeah. So. Um, then uh, and Madam Web we'll see, but yeah, I think Craven's just gonna be bad. He has the power of a lion. And of course, he's bad. The power of a rhino. <laughs> There and is a the... part in the comic when Rhino does get his powers from like a shot, kind of like the lizard. So that is somewhat comic accurate. The Craven stuff, not so much. You know what's funny is I never really questioned where the Rhino came from. He was just a giant guy in a Rhino suit, and then yeah. like I never, I never questioned where Juggernaut came from. Then I was like, wait a second, like the fact <laughs> that these guys are like fifteen feet tall is probably that should tell me that there's something's wrong with them right now. Yeah. So yeah, February, you know, not not too bad. And then Clone High um, came out today. Uh, binge. We'll talk more about the next week. I saw the. First I might episode. literally. I might turn on right now after we hang up. I I enjoyed the first episode. It, it kind of seemed a lot more. It kind of was what I predicted. We know these characters more now. We know the new school and everything like that. Yeah. And now everybody can kind of just get back to what it is. That's what I was hoping for, and if that's the case, I'm really glad. So. And I think, you know, like, you know, they still have a problem. I still don't think they know how to write Joan. Cleo or Joan? Joan. I don't think they know how to write Joan. Not Joan. Cleo, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought Joan had, a, Joan had a good... Joan's fine, yeah. Joan they don't know how to write season. Cleopatra yet. Yes, that's my big problem in season one. But I really dig the new characters. And it's, you know, it looks like, you know, Joan and Confucius are together briefly or... What I'm just happy for. I'm just happy for those new characters. Like, let's get more of them. Let's let's get some funny jokes. I want some memeable stuff as we did in season one. Yeah. And by season one, I mean in 2003. Let's go. All right. Uh, we'll see you next week. We'll have True Detective for you. We'll have some Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And uh, we'll have Clone High. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time, cheers and enjoy the day. Thank you for listening to the Fresh Take Network. Follow us on social media platforms at Fresh Take 42.